0: This is Toledo Symphony Lab, a behind-the-scenes look at the world of classical music from WGTE Public Media and your Toledo Symphony. I'm Brad Cresswell, and joining me in the studio today are the Toledo Symphony's music director Elaine Trudell, the TSO's president and CEO Zach Vassar, and we have principal second violin and artistic administrator Merwin Sue. And we also have a very special guest by phone. I want to bring in a little bit of a fanfare for her. That is vocalist, trombonist, extraordinaire, all of the above. That is Aubrey Logan, who's on the phone with us right now. Hey there, Aubrey.
1: Hi, guys. How are you today?
0: (laughs) We're very well, thanks. We're looking forward to welcoming you to Toledo for this concert. Christmas at the Peristyle. This is kind of an an annual event, you know, Christmas at the Peristyle, but... It's made special by the fact that you're going to be there. You're going to be performing, singing all kinds of songs, doing your own arrangements, playing the trombone. Have you been this right. way before?
1: Well, yes. I've been on—I I have. I've, I've played—oh, there goes my earbud. There goes yeah. my earbud. Can you guys hear me? <laughs> yeah. I've played, I've played the Toledo Zoo, believe it or not. Oh, really? Yeah. I was, I was on tour with Dave Cause. And uh, Gerald Albright and, and a few others, and we were um, we went through Toledo, played the Toledo Zoo. I think I've been, I think I've played in Toledo as well with Postmodern Jukebox, yep. um, which is another group I've, I've toured with a few times. And uh, however, I I and I've done a lot of my own shows in Ohio, but I don't believe I've done my own show in Toledo. And I couldn't be happier to be like debuting Toledo with the Toledo Symphony. It's, yeah. it's a dream come true. Oh,
2: I, I bet you say that to all the symphonies. <laughs> <laughs> I do not.
1: I do not. I, I mean, I, I, I symphony. You know, you're the. I haven't seen met the Toledo Symphony folks yet in person. I've I've met you guys here on the phone and on Zoom and stuff and on email. But um, you know, as far as symphonies go, you all are the cool ones.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I think you well should expound that. on that for about twenty five <laughs> more minutes. <Yay! laughs> <laughs> all right, we'll see you next week.
2: Anyway. Exactly. Uh, j- just so you know, our eyes all widened when you said that we were cool ones. I think yeah. I've, I've, yeah. I've, I've never been accused of that.
1: I'm accusing you today.
0: <laughs> Noted. <laughs> One thing that we uh, normally do with special guests is we have them tell our story. And I think for you, we're going to frame it as like the, the after-school special kind of thing. Or we could do it, mm. you know, if you want to tell it in the form of a haiku or a limerick or whatever comes to mind. But I think the, the Aubrey Logan story is interesting, how you got from point A to point B. And I can't emphasize enough how incredibly talented you are, not only as a trombone player, but really as a vocalist. I mean, wow. If people go, very kind of you. If people go spelunking on the internet, they'll find uh, videos of you. Okay. Uh, just incredible, incredible work. Anyway, I digress. Let's uh, get back to your story. This is the Aubrey Logan story. Let me bring up a little music for you here.
3: <laughs>
0: there we go. That's, oh, that, That's that, got a nice that, vibe. That
1: makes me even cooler. That makes me even cooler.
0: All right, go for it.
1: Well, let's see. When I was, you know, a young, I was raised by two music educators and I uh, just had a lot of music going on in the house. And and, uh, you know, was was kind of doomed for it. So I, I got my start singing at church and singing in uh, musical theater productions locally, where, where I'm from in the Pacific Northwest. And when I was about 12 years old, after missing a bunch of school to do some musical theater, I went back to, you know, regular old middle school. And I wanted to be in the band, um, but I didn't think I could because because I was late. You know, all the other kids started before I did. And uh, the, the band director who was my mother's colleague because she was the choir director. He, he let me in, you know, because of nepotism. And um, <laughs> my mom uh, said, you know, she can read music, but, you know, she doesn't play an instrument. Um, I, and I could. That was true. That was that, was, that was a true story. And I, I picked up the trombone because the band director, my, my memory serves me. He would tell you differently, Mr. Minds, if you're listening. But my memory serves me is that he told, he hinted at me that he had too many flute players. Ugh. And I said, don't worry. I won't pick the flute. And I didn't pick the trumpet. My dad is a trumpet player. But I picked the trombone because I had, like, a of reference for it. My dad had brought home a few instruments for me to try, and I, I could make a sound on it. And um, there we go. You know, there it is. Now, now I became a—I was already a singer, and I, I became a, a, a trombone player, and I became a bit obsessed with it. I, I played all through high school. I played all through—I uh, went to Berklee College of Music on a full scholarship. I got, I got into the Montreux Jazz Festival. Didn't go— Um, because I had this opportunity to go to Berserkly in Boston and then I um, did the Montreux Jazz Festival later ended up winning um, the vocal competition you know because music is a competition and uh, (laughs) then I then I um,
3: (laughs) uh, I
1: I just kind of like one thing led to another I moved to LA because that's just what you do Um, and then I I have been with the same manager goodness for 10 years or so I I Started playing for rooms of five people, and then they became ten, and then they became a hundred, and and they became you know, and then I I, I put I was on other people's tours, um, things you know things escalated, and it was wonderful, it was a wonderful blessing. Uh, I I've been able to perform at the Sydney Opera House and Radio City Music Hall and the Hollywood Bowl and um, Ronnie Scott's in London, which is tiny and wonderful and my favorite probably and
0: the just, Toledo um, Zoo
1: got to go, <laughs> yeah, the Toledo Zoo yeah absolutely. so so really, i um, I've gotten to make a career out of singing the songs I want to sing, which which took some time um, because you know, at first people want to hear the covers because they don't know who you are and they need something to click on that's familiar. But, you know, I've gotten to keep doing those and write write my tunes. and I have wonderful fans who are just kind and educated and um, they they like real music and they like real instruments. It's amazing. Yeah. And uh, I'm very I'm very fortunate. I'm very blessed and I love it. Yay!
3: <laughs> Bring a little clapping you guys are really for
0: you. Really on it with that. <laughs> well, I've just uh, got a soundboard in front of me, and I occasionally hit the wrong one, so I go back I can't and edit wait for it. Have to
1: happen. I, hope, I just kind of hope that happens.
0: <laughs> oh, it'll definitely happen with, with my uh, nearsightedness. Um, I think that it, you know the people who enjoy your music and what you do they enjoy a lot of different kinds of music but I think what they put first is like the virtuosity of what you do um you're singing mm-hmm. like like you're scat singing for instance you you're quite a scatter is that a word a scatter a
1: yeah sure yeah, yeah sounds like the right the right
0: uh terminology yeah 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 what did you study that or or how did that come about doing that sort of thing with your voice I don't know
1: if you study scatting you just Kind of do it. All you're doing is the same thing an instrumentalist does. You know, they're improvising, playing solos yes. over over chords. So there, you just do that.
0: Elaine is nodding. Work. Yes.
3: <laughs>
0: yeah.
4: Elaine, you agree? You. Do you scat, Elaine? Um, I I listen to Aubrey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're very
3: sweet. <laughs> you
4: listen to Aubrey. Yes, indeed.
0: Well, I was really impressed with it in the in the way that. That you sang and, and seamlessly move to the trombone. What do you do with your trombone when you're not singing on stage? Is it is it still there on a stand or how does that work?
1: Yeah, oh yeah. It's gotta be right next to me. You never know when you need a trombone.
0: Yeah. Do you do you have a name for your trombone?
1: Oh no, no. People are weird and I'm I'm very normal.
0: <laughs> okay, well you'll fit right in with this group. <laughs> Totally. It's wonderful. Well, we're going to talk about uh, a Christmas because you are doing a Christmas program and some uh, wonderful arrangements of Christmas classics, and old and new. And uh, we'll get to that a little bit later. But first, I want to open it up to everybody else that's sitting here. Uh, you know, we got Aubrey on the phone. Now's your chance to ask her what uh, you've always wanted to know about what she does. Oh, boy. <laughs> Musically, professionally.
2: <laughs> Well, I I always have been impressed with uh your range. I think we're talking a lot about your range today. Um but when when I think we were initially planning to work together um which was before this pandemic thing happened. Um that was that was going to be I think just a a, a March uh, or maybe an April 2020 Pops performance. And yeah. um I just love to know what music has been in your life, uh, over the last couple of years, since we last had the occasion to, to be on the radio together. Where, where, wow. ha- where have, where have you found your, your trombone? Where have you, um, what, what, what tune have you discovered? Do you have like a, a thumbprint for the last couple of years? You'd be like, Oh man, that one is going to take me back to 2021.
1: I can't see you. Is that Merwin?
2: That was Zach. I'm sorry. Yes, I am Merwin. I'm absolutely, Merwin. If you if you like
0: the question, it was Zach. If you didn't like the question, it was Merwin. If you didn't understand the question, it was me. Yeah, <laughs> and if all of the above,
4: all of the above or none of the above, it's me. That's a great question.
1: Oh, that's funny. Well, that's a great question because I know that you know when the world shuts down, musicians get in the hole and start doing you know for better or worse, mm. um, musicians start. start getting extra creative mm-hmm. um and uh, I you know I I I made this album during all of that it's mm-hmm. called Standard mm-hmm. and it's because I, I had never I'm a jazz artist and I'd never ever made a jazz album long story <laughs> short and I uh not really and I I finally did I finally made an album with you know that's mostly mostly original I mean mostly not original music mostly um standards however it was an arranging project for mm-hmm. me so uh, I arranged, you know, the marriage of Figaro, that big baritone aria, um, <laughs> "Largo, fatotum de della Cita, Largo." You know, I did a jazz arrangement, jazz wow. standard, Italian, that.
0: and that's fabulous. And
1: did that, and then, yeah, I, I was kind of just into. I went back to my roots, really, is what I did. Um, I stopped listening to listening to Bonnie Vera so much, and just went back mm-hmm. to like, you know. Ella Fitzgerald. And um, it it was it really paid off. I had moved to Austin all, in the middle of all of that. And I met this wonderful band who you will all see at the show. They're coming with me. And we made an album together, you know, in seclusion, because usually I'm making an album while on tour and it feels so scatterbrained. But of course, we weren't touring. So um, I made an album like in peace and quiet. And that's what came of it. So I've really been into back back into my Cole Porter roots a lot. Hmm. You know, the past couple of years, I, I basically I tried to write a couple of originals that sounded like jazz standards. Hopefully, I succeeded. One of them is called "Done Pretending." We'll do that at the show. Uh, nice. I, I, I even made <laughs> I even made a Christmas album as well, um, <laughs> or a, a Christmas EP, two Christmas EPs. In fact, last week uh, my my newest Christmas single came out, and um, you know, I'll make sure. I'll make sure to do that at the show as well. I, I and, think it's a New Year's uh, single, of, isn't it? Yeah. Well, it's what are you doing New Year's Eve? That's the song. <laughs> but of course, it's on all the yeah. It's on all the old Christmas classic records. Oh, no, it's a
2: great one. It's yeah. It's on it's
1: on Sinatra's records and Ella's records and I mean everybody and their parents have done that.
2: It counts and, for Christmas. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's a totally great. Time. It
1: does. It counts for Christmas. My my dad is playing trumpet on Aww. my newest <laughs> Christmas single. Yeah, it's it's um. Wow it's been really special. It's been, my parents moved to Texas after I did. I mean, after I had a baby, it's amazing. You know, when you're an only child, how much your parents just uh, don't care about you anymore and want to be grandparents.
4: um, (laughs) Uh, uh, We are on the air. (laughs) That's okay. Nobody's listening. Mm. uh, uh, Hey, Aubrey's
2: dad. Exactly. And um, So yeah,
1: we've, we've, I've had a ball with music. I've really been going old school. Although I will say, after two years of, of really trying to be doing the show with you guys, I'm coming out of that old um, jazz, you know, binge and, and writing a bunch of new music at the moment.
5: At the moment, wow. so
1: 2023 is going to be back to you know the 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 original music kind of R and B pop. Well. All the pop people think I do jazz, and all the jazz people think I do
2: pop. (laughs) That's a great line. (laughs) Whatever you call it. That was going to be my next question is, what will you possibly do after you finally make your Toledo debut with us? Yeah.
0: Go to the zoo.
2: That's right, yeah. <laughs> so what um, I don't know what I Right. Do <laughs> yeah. you, well, okay, so Aubrey, I got to ask you. There's a there's one tune on that album which I was so surprised to see uh, MacArthur Park An old Richard Harris <laughs> and Donna Summers tune. Wow. I mean, If you play yeah, a brass, if
4: you play a brass instrument, you're not surprised. Okay. This is a standard for us. Well, it's like Maynard Ferguson <laughs> yeah, no, you're, you're right, Elaine You're
2: right. Yeah, yeah. I was I was very happy to see that great yeah. great tune and a wonderful Thank performance. You.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's a oh, pretty well known tune. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
4: It's, it's nice not perfect. to have a I think trumpet
0: standard. player.
1: I think it's a 70s standard.
0: Yeah, totally. I do want to mention Christmas at the Peristyle is happening Saturday. It's December 3rd, 7 o'clock p.m. in the Toledo Museum of Art Paris style, If you didn't catch that by the title, uh, Elaine is conducting along with Aubrey Logan, who is our guest today. Going to be singing a lot, going to be playing the trombone, doing some of your, your own arrangements. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Plenty of those. Um, my trio is coming, well, quartet, I'm bringing my guitar player. Um, they're coming with me and we'll do, we'll do some group, some tunes with them. Then, and I arranged all those. I don't know. Well, I guess they're all my arrangements except for the symphony stuff. I don't, I don't write the symphony parts. Um, mm-hmm. I, I give my arrangements to professionals who do that
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: and, uh, they, they make it beautiful for symphony. So, um, we're, we're going to do some Christmas tunes, um, that, that, you know, I, originally did with my, my small group and have been blown up. I call it blown up when somebody does it for symphony. I hire somebody to blow it up. And, um, yeah, we're going we're gonna to play. I'm, I can't wait to play a couple tunes of, that, that I had arranged for small group with the Toledo Symphony. Uh, we're going to do Blue Christmas with, with the Toledo mm. Symphony. We're going to do a Here Comes Santa Claus. Like trombone extravaganza thing, uh, and we're going to do an Oh Holy Night that that I'm thrilled to do. I've never heard it with symphony before. I can't wait. So it'll be kind of the first time for me hearing some of these symphony arrangements. And then, of course, we'll we'll uh, jam out with with the quartet as well.
0: That sounds like fun. I, I've got my own little trombone extravaganza. If you want to hear it here, that's actually what? Elaine.
4: That's-
1: is it really? That, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. That's. Uh, is, is it your sample?
4: Yeah, no. It's uh, all that's those great. years of conservatory finally paid up. <laughs> <That> was- <laughs> in one sad
0: note. Yes, that's your. That's the Elaine Trudell sizzle <laughs> reel right there. Didn't you make it? like literally oh, perfect. Two octaves lower. Uh, no, somewhere I did. Oh, yeah. yeah, but I. I think that I. I got rid of it accidentally. Yeah. yeah. So it lives. Disturbing. It's in the ether somewhere. I know a guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Well, let's hear you a, a little bit. You're over there like writing down numbers. What are you doing? with oh, all- nothing. You're like you're like doing something else completely unrelated. But let's get your uh, your uh, trombone chops here. Oh. Because uh, Aubrey, you know, fellow trombonists, is there like a
4: trombone mafia kind
0: of thing going on?
4: Uh, well, we're, we're two now, so we're waiting to find other people to join us. <laughs> we have an open invitation. It's,
3: exactly. the, it's
1: the most friendly mafia there is.
4: Yeah. Nice. yeah you, you only need uh, 74 more. <laughs> oh. Now, <laughs> no, you know what, what always uh, mesmerized me is that I find it difficult to, like, uh, rehearse and talk and talk and talk or do a concert and then pick up my horn and play. Like, uh, Aubrey, I I don't know how you do it. You sing, sing, It
3: really
4: sucks. Yeah, it's tough, (laughs) man. You you know what's frustrating is that I don't know for you if it's the same, but, you know, like you play a show and you say, well, if I could just play, you would have 100% of what I can do. But since I'm doing something else, you know, it's kind of a make-do thing. But you're such a good musician that uh, I think uh, this is – or maybe did you get used to it after a while? Because for me it's – it takes. I was doing a show with the Toledo Jazz Orchestra uh, a few weeks ago, and uh, I had to, really? you know, I have to do that once in a while, and uh, I find it so difficult. Uh, especially when you when you speak, it's really it,
1: annoying, and it it's, yeah. it's just it's annoying,
4: isn't it? Well, it's difficult. I I, I don't know how you do it. I or you, did you always do that? Like when you started playing, you were already singing. So were you, were you already like doing a little bit of both, or did you have to get a you um, say, accustomed to it, or?
1: For me, the trombone is a lifelong thorn in my flesh. <laughs> you know, it, it 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 start. Yeah, I mean, I started well musical theater. Having a musical theater childhood, mm-hmm. I, I haven't done a musical theater show since I was a kid. Mm. But when, if you start doing that when you're that young and formative years, it sort of never leaves you.
0: Yeah. And
1: it was just kind of like adding a trombone to that.
0: You know. Nice
1: the trombone is you're right elaine it it takes so much focus to play yeah. That I always will feel like I have a handicap on the trombone. I always feel like I've, I'll never quite get it. it
4: well, it, it makes us and, appreciate, uh, like you know, the Tommy Dorsey uh, of the world. Like oh, they yeah. used to do that. Of course, for them, it's like you know, live, uh, no possibilities of anything. The trombone's there on the stand, and you see it's there for I don't know forever. And then he picks it up and he plays. You know, getting sentimental over you. It's like oh my god, I, I, by doing That's it why myself, a sword
1: in my
4: flesh too. Yeah, oh, it's yeah. it's challenging, huh? But of course you do yeah. it great so if it doesn't show you know cause, Thank you. but i i i know how, how it feels it feels uh, all all of a sudden it feels a little bit that you say um foreign when you put it on your face in the middle of something else yes. you know
0: Yeah, yeah. It, it's like every, drinking I feel
3: foreign
1: every day <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: It's like when you go for a, a drink of what you think is water and it's milk or something like that. Right? You're like, what? what in the
5: world? <laughs> yeah. Well, Alain is, t- Alain is too much of a gentleman to suggest this directly, but he just gave me $20, so I'm going to suggest it for him. You know,
0: it's Alain... It's Canadian. It's okay. It's Canadian, <laughs> it's <only> Canadian, Canadian <laughs> dollars. <laughs> that's like 20 cents.
5: It might feel less foreign if you're using an Alain Trudel.
0: Brand mouthpiece. Ah! <laughs> oh, you beat me oh, to no. it. You beat me to it. I was yeah. going to ask. I had this whole thing planned out oh, where I was no. going to ask you guys no. about, I was, I no, don't don't ask no. you to talk about your instruments. You know, like violinists have Stradivari and Guarnieri and Are we and, really talking mouthpieces? Uh, what do trombones have? <laughs> I, I think the trombone
5: mouthpiece is the highest rated episode on any podcast yeah I think yeah oh absolutely
2: keep thinking isn't this public radio we're not we're not allowed to do like corporate sponsorships you know this would be a really great time for us not to say for example that Yamaha makes the best trombones out there right
0: <laughs> oh we can we can say all we want That's <laughs> yeah, fine they're not giving us any money
4: well, I, 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 actually you know I, since you're talking about equipment the one thing that really helped me with that with the you know talking moving conducting playing as I, I I've been using uh how do you say a plastic uh mouthpiece lately so have I yeah so yeah. have i yeah so have you I, too I, huh I, uh, I picked,
1: yeah it was because of the Dave it was that day's cause tour that got me that that did that for me because we were playing outside yeah all and and it was hot and it was cold and it was hot and it was cold the entire tour was outdoor venues and we're like up there on stage like basically doing choreography and it was just a mess and i'm like i just need something yeah. and the plastic mouthpiece saved my life
4: yeah really yeah. Uh, uh, Mom, me, me too that's what i've been using for like uh, about a year and a half now
0: when you say a plastic mouthpiece that's i'm amazing. thinking of like those little plastic whistles that come out of cereal boxes you know like <laughs> okay, so it's more like those those like those, those those rubber lips that you wear at yeah all, exactly like, yeah. that Mr. I potato I head yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. that is my new that's title
1: one of my videos Okay. Every one of my videos on YouTube the past two years or so have a have a plastic mouthpiece on it.
0: Yeah. Uh, so what is the difference between metal and plastic for a, a mouthpiece? It's like no, no, a hard plastic, it's, right?
4: It's the difference between metal and yes. plastic. I mean, if you're if you're just playing, like if you're in the orchestra and what you do is to play, you don't have to like run around or you don't have to like. Uh, you know, uh, sing, conduct, talk. If you're just sitting there, you put your mouthpiece on your face, it's kind of normal. But if if you're cold yeah. and you put a piece of, yeah. of cold metal on your face, yeah. well, you don't need it's more explanation so than that.
0: Do do, do your it's lips horrible. ever, like, stick to the mouthpiece like in a Christmas story? You know, <laughs> with that kid that licked the pole and he got his tongue stuck to it? Does that ever happen to you with a trombone in the cold outdoors? I'm asking both no. of you, Aubrey and Elaine. <laughs>
5: no, no. <laughs> this is why Aubrey moved to Los Angeles or Austin. I mean, Wait. these are warm weather climates. She it's doesn't happening. have to worry about it. It's happening right now. <laughs> oh, there it is. <laughs> okay, well, I feel like
2: I've, I've achieved something in my life where that question was actually a legitimate query.
0: <laughs> yes, and I
4: never got an answer, so <laughs> okay. I'm still waiting. I'll give you an answer. I mean, uh, first of all, let's go with Aubrey. Did, did Did you have anything like that happen to you? I guess not. No. <laughs> I
1: wish I did because it might have made for a viral video, but no, Great unfortunately. Uh, so <laughs> It was just cold and felt bad
0: yeah what about (laughs) you
4: elaine you sound
0: like you have a story
4: to tell yeah i do i (laughs) I, well being from quebec it's very cold in the winter oh yeah and i started playing in a brass band right so and we we did parades so brass and marching band mixed together it's a kind of marching band with only brass and it was a little bizarre the 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 mix but uh, and we played we played the carnival in quebec which is in february and it's about minus uh it went, it goes down up to minus 30 Celsius. So it's really cold. But and what is
0: that in American? Uh, I think it's $20. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. uh, I,
5: I
4: don't know. It's it's really cold. Mer, 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 well, Merwin
5: probably does. Minus 40 is the same in both Fahrenheit and Celsius. Okay. But it is a negative temperature. So oh, yeah. it'll be minus like.
4: Eighteen or nineteen?
5: Uh, I don't know. Yeah, around minus twenty. Minus like minus that. eighteen yeah. or nineteen. So it's Fahrenheit. lower
0: than the freezing point of water. Is so what you're saying and the
5: freezing point is thirty two, positive for Fahrenheit. <laughs> so you're yeah. fifty degrees
0: lower than that. Yeah. Well, I know Fahrenheit. Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. I'm so confused. Now, what are
4: you doing? What are you talking about? <laughs> so it's, it's cold. It's in Montreal. Maybe it's cold outside. Yeah. So we 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 did that that parade every year. And uh, the things that you know back then, we didn't know too much about what was good or bad for either the environment or for us. So the our instructors, I play valve trombone. I started on valve trimel. so it's like a trumpet, like a big trumpet, right? So um, the the instructor would put a piece of coal. In and uh, surrounded by asbestos, and they would tape it to our valves <laughs> and wow. they would burn wow. it to tape it to our valves, and we'd play the entire uh, that But of course, that lasted about 20 minutes because then the coal would go like, you know, it would stop uh, getting warm. No, I know nowadays it's like, what? You know, <laughs> yeah. back into then, you know, pollution didn't exist then. So, uh... <laughs> wait, wait, wait.
5: So, so asbestos wrapped coal. Yes, sir. <laughs>
1: That's very bad. I know, I
5: know. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm speechless at this (laughs) point. Hang on, I've got...
0: (laughs) (laughs) But... But even
4: even so, of course, the valves, you know, at some point, about twenty minutes in, and the, the parade is about three hours, they stop working. So you, if you're stuck on two and three, then you can play like you know F sharp and C, and you can play, you know. Oh, you sharp, lost sharp. me now. You're talking yeah. about. Yeah, you can play basically two notes, right? Okay. So uh, uh, and the mouthpiece also, the minute you're finished playing, that's where we get to the mouthpiece. You have to quickly take it off the instrument, otherwise it's going to freeze on it. Oh
3: yeah. So by that
4: time. Like the valves are frozen and the mouthpiece is stuck to the instrument. So we spend the entire time having the drum line playing like, you know, for like 15, uh, fifteen, twenty minutes that's until a we go yeah. we're all like <laughs> <laughs> the mouthpiece trying to get it wow. warm again. Wow. So yeah, that was my first three years. That's a, <laughs> that's a great story. Yeah. But
0: but your lips never stuck to the mouthpiece.
4: Well, huh? we the I have some colleagues who actually they didn't they, they weren't uh, how do you say, um, so diligent and like, uh, yeah. you know, blowing on the mouthpiece of hot hair, uh, hot air, sorry. <sighs> and, and, and yeah, some of them had really like chapped their lips and yeah, like. everything so it's, was frozen. Uh, yeah. Uh, but they, they, they don't do that anymore. I think <laughs> we've come a long <laughs> they, way since so then. There's well, a lot of that story they don't do anymore. Chances no. <laughs> are it's
0: not going to happen this uh, this
2: weekend as a peristyle, right? Unless they're going to – are you guys going to do I Won't Dance? Because there's an uh, asbestos line in that song.
5: <laughs> well, Aubrey, I'm really sorry, Ooh. but we're actually going to be titling the
0: episode Asbestos-Wrapped Coal. <laughs> <laughs> I, that...
1: I would, I would <laughs> click on that, though, you know?
0: Yeah, but that sounds like something uh, like sounds, you know, sounds culinary. coal. In the stockings of bad kids. If they're really bad, they get asbestos too, right?
4: <laughs> Maybe there was a message in this for us. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: totally. So I'm I'm not looking forward to any asbestos wrapped coal in my <laughs> stocking this year. Although anything is possible. Speaking of uh, Christmas, speaking and we of were, asbestos <laughs> speaking of Christmas. Let's 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 leave the whole asbestos thing in the past. Now we've we've moved beyond. That was a long time ago. Um, I do have a quiz for us which is related to Christmas, and this seems as good a time as any to, to bring it out. Um, this is a Christmas Quotes Gone Wrong quiz, okay? <laughs> so I'm going to give you um, a quote about Christmas by a famous person, and I'm going to substitute a certain word or phrase in that quiz and so we're going to go around each of you and we'll identify what the bad word was that I said, the wrong word, and you say what the right word was, okay? Can I just say bad words? Okay, go on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the bad word. This is a family program. We said that earlier, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. something like that. I've, I've got a little, what is this like? This reminds me of Pee Wee Herman or tequila, you know? Those are kind of interchangeable, except yeah. you need to wear better shoes for one <laughs> than the other. All okay. Hurts Christmas. Oh, it's yeah. so funny. Well, if I drink <laughs> enough, I can dance like Pee Wee Herman, right? You okay. You're here first. <laughs> here we go. Christmas quotes gone wrong. I will honor Christmas in my liver and try to keep it all the year. That is Charles Dickens speaking as Ebenezer Scrooge.
3: <laughs> okay.
0: Let's go around the table. What do you say,
5: Merwin? Well, so, sadly, I think we have to substitute uh, liver with heart.
0: Okay, what do you say, Elaine? i uh, Zach? I'm, in, I'm with it. Merwin. Yeah. <laughs>
5: but if it was a Winston Churchill quote, then we could have kept <laughs> liver. Yeah, <just laughs> liver. <As is. laughs>
0: or if it was back to a Christmas story, not a finger, right? <laughs> Aubrey, what do you say?
1: Well, it's, def- it's heart.
0: Yeah, definitely heart. Honor Christmas in my heart. Yeah. Okay, that was easy. Here's the next one. This is from Laura Ingalls Wilder. <laughs> Our hearts grow tender with childhood memories and love of kindred, and we are better throughout the year for having, in spirit, become a baby goat again at Christmas time. Does anybody get that? Let's go
5: with lamb for baby goat.
0: Okay. Merwin says lamb. What do you say? I don't know. What's another Child? word for a baby goat? Uh, hit again, T- uh, Tom Brady. I we
2: goat.
4: Well, <laughs> <Yeah>. oh. <laughs> <laughs> Not greatest
0: of all time. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of greatest of all time, what do you say, Aubrey?
1: Uh, well, I say kid because I've been watching these farm video- farm animal videos with my baby, and I happen to know that the word for baby goat is kid.
0: Yeah. You're not kidding. Oh. Well, we were close. Yeah, kid. <laughs> I mean, the actual word she used was child, which Zach said. Oh. So we we'll give that to Zach. Oh, Yay! Zach is one ahead right now. Okay. This is from Andy Borowitz. You know who that is? Comedian. Borowitz report, yeah. yeah, he's funny. All right, Christmas is a stag party that went totally overboard. What do you say, Zach? It's an office party that went overboard. Uh, A a
4: staff party? What do you
0: say, Marwan?
5: Zach's confidence is contagious, so I'll just piggyback off that answer.
0: Uh, What do you say, Aubrey? This is related to, actually, the quote that we just had. In fact, it's kind of... uh, In fact, you you may have had something like this uh, earlier. Uh, in the uh, year. Uh, uh, like
3: a
1: like a baby like a sh- baby shower party I don't know
0: exactly a baby oh, shower nice. <laughs> Christmas is a baby shower that went totally overboard. <laughs> get it
3: you know, so, That's a true quote
0: yeah <laughs> I like that okay, here's a quote from Bob Hope. remember Bob hope mm-hmm. yeah okay oh yeah we re- when we recall Christmas past, we usually find that the simplest things, not the great occasions give off the greatest glow of Noxema. Okay. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> what's, what's, what was the bad word in that uh, in that phrase? Probably, that? probably glow. I would say glow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the glow of, of Noxema. Oh yes. my gosh, <laughs> I just want to know I'm how you come of, up with these I, quizzes. I mean, so we can often. put a plug in for Noxema. No, yeah. you know. Uh, let's see. Does Here, it we, even exist anymore? Yeah, i pretty okay. sure
4: it does. Yeah, I used to rub it on my lips after the parade. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> keep
0: the keep the trombone mouthpiece from sticking to your mouth. <laughs> give me the quote again. Okay. Yeah. Oh, really? Sorry. Well, just when we recall Christmas past, we usually find that the simplest things, not the great occasions, give off the greatest glow of. Holiday cheer. Close. It's just one word. What do you say, mm, Elaine? Ha- happiness. What do you say, man? Of- I'm going to go with joy. And what do you say, oh. Aubrey? I
1: don't know. The, gl- the glow of Christmas at midnight.
0: <laughs> well, actually, Elaine got it. I got it. Elaine got it. Happiness. Yay! The glow of Yay! happiness. Here's a quote from Dr. Seuss. Maybe Christmas, the Grinch thought, doesn't come from a McDonald's. Okay. <laughs> Can you tell what the bad word is there? Oh, we ran out of music. Let me start it it's, up again.
2: Uh, it's a present, right? I think
5: it's or a, a, gift? Store. Yeah. a store. Okay. Yeah, it's a store. Oh, a store. I think it's a store. Yeah, it is. Aubrey, do you it is agree? A b-
3: box. box.
0: A box. Oh. A okay. box. With a fox? Well, It's a store, actually.
2: I can but, just hear uh, Boris Karloff doing that voiceover. <laughs> what? What? Oh, right, about the Grinch. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah exactly. That,
4: was, that one was okay. I read it last week to my okay. <laughs> I was thinking, that's like so
0: Halloween, but yeah. now, you know, we, yeah. we're going into Christmas. Okay, here's the next one from Bing Crosby. Hmm. Unless we make Christmas an occasion to share our blessings, all the snow in Hawaii won't make it white. So what word was wrong there, Marwin? All the I snow think in. Let's
5: substitute coconut for snow. <laughs> All the coconuts in Hawaii.
0: I like that better. I'm going to change that quote. Hang on. I was thinking
5: of like the shaved coconuts, not like like
4: yeah.
2: In, yeah. No. yeah. Well, it's not Hawaii. So This is. Uh, sorry, the speaker is who? Bing Crosby. Bing Crosby. So Vermont.
0: No, not Vermont. Oops, sorry. Ah, Oop, it you happened. You <laughs> <laughs> did it. I oh. hit the wrong one. What do you say, Elaine?
4: The, what did Aubrey say?
0: Oh, she said I did it. Oh, so. I did yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, she was. Yeah. She he did was the saying, wrong one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. We'll yeah. That, <laughs> Where are uh, we at? Um, what do you say instead of Hawaii, Elaine? What do you think? Uh, All the snow, snow in.
4: in New
5: York. I don't know. Okay.
3: <laughs> not I
5: will do Canada just because, you know. To plug for the resident Canadians in
0: the show. Well, it's still in the U.S., but it's on the far side of Canada. What do you say, Aubrey? Uh,
1: I'm going to call it Aspen because I just watched Dumb and Dumber.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Actually, the answer is Alaska. All the snow in Alaska won't make it white. Duh.
1: What's wrong with me?
0: Shoot. Samsonite. Okay, here's a quote from Victor Borga. Y'all remember Victor Borga? Can you do it with phonetic punctuation, please? Yes, indeed. I did a show with Victor Borga once, or I did a song with him, actually, uh, many years ago. You're a fascinating guy, Brad. Oh, yeah, I got stories. Some of them are true. Okay, Here's the quote. Santa Claus has the right idea. Visit people only at night. Well, it's not at night. once a year. (laughs) Once a year. That's right. I'm just going to give it to you back. (laughs) Visit people only once a year. (laughs) Perfect. And the last one comes from no less than Shirley Temple. She said, I stopped believing in Santa Claus when I was six. Mother took me to see him in a department store and he asked for my resume. (laughs) What did he ask for? What do you say, Aubrey?
1: Uh, criminal record. <laughs> oh,
5: that sounds like a wonderful song, the Criminal Record of Shirley Temple.
4: <laughs> More like an opera. <laughs> oh, wow. I'm writing that down. I'm writing that down. Yeah, yeah that's so a
0: probably great idea. an autograph, right? We would do a whole episode where we just sit around and invent titles of things. I think that would be <laughs> great. Right. So it's yes. the, is, is it her the her
5: autograph.
0: Her autograph, yes, mm-hmm. yes, indeed. Yay! I have no idea who won that quiz, but we had Aubrey fun. Won. Doing Aubrey it. won it. I, Aubrey, yeah. yes. for yeah. sure. Aubrey, yep. Aubrey, you are the uh, winner.
1: I didn't, I didn't know it was a title, but, but, but I'll take that credit.
2: <laughs> on a scale of all of your accomplishments, how does your win on Toledo Symphony Lab rank? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's the highlight of my career.
0: Oh. <laughs> All right, the more you know. <laughs> Fantastic. Let's talk a little bit more about this concert. It's happening uh, Saturday at 7 o'clock p.m. in the Toledo Museum of Art, Peristyle. It's Christmas at the Peristyle. I mean, traditionally, you guys have had uh, Santa Claus make an appearance. Mm-hmm. Is he going to be there again, or is it is this like a secret, or are we going to see Mother Ginger, or...?
4: <laughs> I, uh, actually, well, you have to come the week after for Mother Ginger when we do uh, right. uh, Nutcracker, nutcracker yeah. yeah. So there's four of those Then week after. You know the orchestra plays about 20 concerts in 20 days during that time? Oh, I it's know. It's the hardest working band ever. It's incredible. Busy time of year. Uh, oh, yeah. Um, so uh, we it's a bit of a departure, uh, this, uh, this program that we're doing, because in the past we've done... You know, more of a, um, what you would see at a uh, traditional like Boston Pops kind of uh, Christmas. We will still have you know everybody's favorite holiday tunes. I mean, I don't want to give it away, We're but not you know, doing anything that you guys have heard before. No, no, but no, but, but uh, yeah, I know, but <laughs> it make, make it as unlikable as possible. No, but uh, to I hear say they're going to play Shirley Temple's uh, <laughs> Criminal History, Criminal History, Criminal yeah. Record. Yeah. <laughs> but the, the orchestra will play the Sleigh Ride and you know the Christmas Festival that kind of thing. And we're very happy with that. But what we wanted to do is to have a bit of uh, a departure from that and have something that uh, swings a little bit more. Yeah. And uh, Aubrey of course, you know, uh, being so wonderful and being so versatile. Because yeah. when we talked about a Christmas pro- program, say, oh, yeah, yeah, I have, I have stuff. So, oh, okay. So we build it together from that. And uh, by going back and forth, we found a, a good balance. And I think what's really nice about it is that it will feature her, of course, and her group, but it also features Aubrey with members of the orchestra. Yeah. So that's fun. So a little, it's like a, a bunch of little, tiny little gifts that we have, <sighs> and uh, surrounded by you know the big hug of the Christmas uh, favorites that we already. Yeah. Know.
0: You know, we have Aubrey on the phone, right? Yeah. <laughs> that's very kind
1: she- of you. And and when I say when I say you're the coolest orchestra, I mean it because some. You know, it, it's nice to be able to perform with a symphony that's down for the for the get down with 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 doing some crazy and versatile things. That's not only people have told me I'm versatile before and not used that as a compliment. And I really do appreciate mm. um, I really do appreciate you, Ellen, and, mm. and everybody at the Toledo Symphony for for having that attitude. It makes makes me happy and it's wonderful.
0: What is your? I'm I'm a little bit curious, Aubrey. What is your kind of daily routine like when you're working on music or learning music? I mean, are you, are you practicing? Do you divide it equally between singing and trombone practice or how does that all work out for you?
1: You know, most of it's honestly behind my computer on Sibelius, which for those of you who don't know what that is, it's just music notation software. Um, it's mostly sitting there with a piano and writing and arranging, um, and dreaming, you know, thinking about all the music on the inside before it's ever out on the outside. And then, Mm eventually when I'm done arranging, which is really like a season, like I'll spend a few weeks arranging and then I'll spend a few weeks practicing. I really just practice for the show. I really, after that, I do, I do go into like practice mode and, uh, but it's usually not in the same month, you know, it's usually not in the same week. And, and unless I'm doing a show that, you know, if I have a show tonight, I'll warm up for that show, but like the whole, but I'm doing, you know, something on that show that I've already done before, presumably. So, and spending the day working on what's like two months ahead,
0: not. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. And I think that your personality is such a big part of your performance that that shines through. So it has to have a little bit of you know room to expand and grow. Uh, you don't want to get into the the rut of just creating exactly what you create in the studio. You know, it takes on a whole new life on mm. the stage.
3: That's true.
0: Now you said you recorded a Christmas album and we're going to hear some of that stuff on the concert you think?
1: Yes, yes, for sure. Um I actually recorded a Christmas EP last year which okay. uh which is called Carol of the Bells. And this year I released a new Christmas single, what are you doing New Year's Eve? And you can expect to hear that, I believe, and um and uh next year the full full album will be out 2023, but it's, you know, we we're where it's the gift that keeps on giving so
0: yeah, <laughs> there's wonderful. really
1: no end to it i think
0: <laughs> well speaking of the holidays uh do you want to share any like special memories or like your favorite holiday song or something like that that we Ooh. can get a little insight into uh into uh the aubrey logan story
3: sure
1: that's a nice question i don't know if people will like my answer <laughs> uh, <laughs> I love i I love Christmas music. I really do. I love Christmas hymns, um particularly because, you know, like a little town of Bethlehem, which sorry, I'm not gonna do, so sorry to talk about it. Um, you know, i like I like the stories they tell. i like I like that they go into details of of what Christmas is for and what Christmas is about. I like the um that music can tell a story and help you memorize that story. It's just how the brain works. Um, year after year growing up, I would sing Oh Holy Night at church. Mm. Uh, I, I didn't like to do that. I, I did not enjoy doing that song. The reason is because it's done so often. Mm. That's really it. Um, and I hear every singer in the world do it. And I, I would hesitate to do it at shows as a result, even though, even though it might be maybe one of the highly, highly requested ones. I also, you know, find that almost every Christmas ballad is triplet feel. And that's just like, come on, man, can we just find another feel for a Christmas ballad? <laughs> and that one isn't that one is too, you know, it's like ballad season. However, last year, uh, when I was putting this Christmas EP together, the point is, you know, when you put in a Christ- when you're an artist and you're doing your first ever Christmas project, you have to do the classics. It's required. Mm-hmm. You just have to. So I, so I caved and I did it, and I and I did it on my album, and I and I did it, you know, reluctantly because it's like, man, gosh, it's just annoying. Every singer in the world does it, and um, but my mind changed because I sat with it and I closed my eyes and I really listened to the lyrics, you know, with fresh ears in my head one day, and I and I that one line, a thrill of hope for the weary world rejoices. It really got to me because the world, the world is weary and, and we need, we need a savior. We need, that's what Christmas is. And I, I thought, you know, maybe I could open with that line instead of like open with, Oh, holy night, star of the shining. you know, maybe I could open the, do an arrangement where I open with that and like re it, you know, do some different ethereal harmonies or something. So I did. And I, and I, and the, you know, the point is, the point is to my story is, I like the song again. I'm back to liking it. And uh, that's because, you know, sometimes when everyone likes a song, us musicians get really sick of it. <laughs> <laughs> it's time for us. It's time, you know, it's, but it's time for us to. Yeah,
3: exactly. Bolero. <laughs> but there's a reason. Yes. <laughs> there's
1: a re- exactly. There's a reason why everybody likes it. And it was time to put my pride away and just do it. So um, I like it again. I like it because the arrangement's a little different, but it's not robbing I don't think the arrangement's so different that it robs the song of its you know original pull mm. and uh, we're going to do it at the show and I and I can't wait I've never heard a symphony do it um my friend Lenny Wee arranged it for symphony and and I can't wait to hear Toledo play it so that's that's going to be special for me I already know it and um I hope people enjoy it as much as I do
5: <laughs> <laughs> once one song that I'm absolutely thrilled that you're doing it's actually kind of It's almost an answer to all of the things that you were concerned about with the Holy Night. It's a a, it's a Mm. it's a classic. It doesn't always have a triplet feel though, and it is kind of this has that slow ballad feel quality to it, but it's not in a triplet meter. At least I don't know if it is in your arrangement, but in the bleak midwinter, I Mm -hmm. I I Mm -hmm. I, I, you never thank you 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 don't get to see that in a concert like this. I love that song, Mm -hmm. yeah, and. You Thank know.
3: you.
1: That that I've never performed that for any oh. people before, ever. So it'll be the first time. Is that
0: the the Holst melody or the dark melody? And when I say dark, the Holst I mean melody. Yeah, the okay. Holst
1: one. So
5: yeah. Are you keeping that in a in a common time feel or? or, or um.
1: Yes.
5: Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's one of before. those
1: we're doing
5: it. Yeah, that's one of those really. It's gonna
1: feature my guitar player.
5: Oh, that's I'm so excited to hear that because it's just, it is. I mean, on one hand, it's uh song they that it's venerated and respected and everybody knows it but somehow nobody performs it
0: so i'm so excited all right duple meter duple meter enthusiasts assemble (laughs) right (laughs) very nice
2: well as a as a uh, somebody who loves the the song oh holy night I'm happy to hear that it's it's mm. happening <laughs> but um, Me too. thank you and but i I also really appreciate your your opportunity to rediscover it um, I think you you've mm. you've said very well what a lot of people struggle with when it comes to um, popular tunes uh, but certainly Christmas music seems to have that that, that uh, that that challenge associated with it, because there aren't that many songs, and everybody has an album. But uh, the ability to recreate something and, and find something very special is is usually what connects with a listener. So I'm very excited for that. Yeah. So thank uh, you. I am just I'm I'm thrilled for this performance. You know, it feels like Thanksgiving is still in the recent memory here, but uh, here we are in the, the season where we get to celebrate these wonderful tunes and they all kindle memories and maybe even make new ones. So, yeah. very excited for this.
0: Well, I mean, I started the show by saying it's going to be a different kind of Christmas at the peristyle yeah. and it definitely is. I can't in recent memory, I mean, the pandemic excluded, yeah. uh, the other concerts I I can't think of any that have been as uh, engaging and interesting and wonderful as as what this promises to be. Well, it's it's an evening program, first of all.
2: That has traditionally been an afternoon performance. Uh, We have a headliner. So yeah. you know that's a it's a very different approach. And that to is Aubrey, right? That is Aubrey, <laughs> okay. yes. And and Elaine and, 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 and seventy four other trombonists.
4: Okay, whatever coal I can come up with. Whatever else. coal <laughs>
1: wrapped in asbestos. I did the math. I did. I did the math. Yeah,
0: you've got to do a video, Aubrey, where you have you know seventy five duplicates of yourself backing you oh, up, no. right? I always, like
2: I, I, so the, 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 there's part of me that always wonders if, if trombonists ever try to do a 76 trombones, but they only can get like 24. No, I've, done,
4: I've done it with You've 76. Done, I've done have, it with 200. Yeah. Well, 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 you know, at the trombone conferences. Uh, of often course. We, you know, oh, yeah, of Oh yeah, trombone mafia. Yeah, again. yeah, exactly. We yeah, yeah. There we go. There we go. I know a guy. <laughs>
0: you know, I know a guy with a trombone and he's got a plastic mouthpiece I I
4: know a guy but he's not as good as that girl (laughs) exactly we're having on that show Aubrey
0: um we're really looking forward to having you here I wonder if you want to give a shout out or say anything to uh, your fans and your potential fans here before we let it go
1: well I just want to say um that I'm really appreciative of the fans Um, those of you who are yet to have ever you know heard heard one note from me and those of you also who have been uh, supporting me for all these years, I think every artist can can attest to um, their fans being being extra valuable the past couple of years. And uh, that's that's no less true now. And um, we just hope to celebrate. We just want to celebrate this season with you. And and uh, just, yeah, I, I think I my hope is that you come to the show on Saturday and make it a family memory, make it something know you, ne- you truly never forget. And that's what we hope to deliver for you.
0: Again, the program is happening Saturday. It's the 3rd of December. This is at 7 o'clock p.m. in the evening at the Toledo Museum of Art, Paris It's Christmas at the Paris Elaine Trudell is conducting with the vocalist and trombone player Aubrey Logan. And you can find more information at the box office at 419-246-8000, or you can go online to ToledoSymphony.com. This program is a production of WGTE Public Media in collaboration with our sponsor, the Toledo Symphony. You can download episodes as a podcast by going to our website at wgte.org lab. You can also subscribe to us through your podcast app of choice, including Apple, Google, and Spotify podcasts. Don't forget to check out all the upcoming events at the symphony by visiting their website at toledosymphony.com. And their various social media outlets on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can find the TSO streaming platform online at stream.archtoledo.com. My thanks to Elaine Trudell, Zach Vassar, Merwin Sue, and our very special phone guest, Aubrey Logan. I'm Brad Cresswell, and this has been Toledo Symphony Lab from FM 91.